Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Share Watch podcast. So, with a new name comes a new affiliation. So, I am delighted to announce for the month of September, I'm going to be working with an amazing pal of mine, Laura Farrington. So, Laura was back on the podcast a little while ago where she spoke about how she has dealt with her own meditation, how she's dealt with her own anxiety, how she's dealt with her own traumatic past experiences. And Laura and I have been friends for a long, long time at this stage. And Laura has launched a a new meditation service and it's perfect for someone who's feeling anxious stressed or simply looking to feel better in their own daily routine and daily life laura is providing classes monday to friday for 15 minutes so 7 a.m is one class 8 a.m is the next class it's simply 15 minutes and it's a beginner's journey into meditation laura qualified to teach meditation about five years ago uh, through her course in india and she's also a fully qualified fully qualified yoga teacher as well and the classes are incredible so I'm delighted to be partnering up with Laura. There's classes that you can sign up for weekly passes, there's daily passes, or there are other passes as well. And it's hugely important that if you're looking for to create some sort of morning routine with the kids going back to school, trying to start start off your day right, or you're looking to do a quick meditation, maybe even the bus or in the car when the kids are kind of gotten out of the car or else even in the shower or whatever it may be, you can you can work with Laura and kind of join in and book that 15 minutes in for yourself and that could start off the day on the right foot. So if you're interested in working with Laura and joining up for our courses, head over to Meditate With Laura on Instagram or head over to www.meditatewithlaura.ie and I have a code of Shane25, S-H-A-N-E, 25 for 25% off your initial first purchase. So if you are interested in work with Laura, www.meditatewithlaura.ie, Shane25 is the discount. And I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today is episode... This is a very big question, 204. I'm very bad at keeping track of these, but today is a big episode because it is a client or a graduate at the time of this coming out of uh, Team SWF. So Grace is coming on to chat about her journey. And this journey has, we were talking a lot fair about like where Grace has come from, where Grace is at now and what has changed mentally and physically for and the confidence that, that things have brought and where she's come from so grace thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me so grace i'm going as always i'm going to go let the clients do most of the talking and i'm going to just chill so let us talk about yourself and why you got in touch with myself initially and kind of your background with eating and all that kind of stuff yeah, so um, I have always, I suppose, branded myself as the fat sister, fat friend. Um, I remember when I was five years old um, being called fat for the first time. Um, and it kind of just, I always kind of felt that way. Um, I remember breaking down to my sister at age nine, telling her, oh, I'm fat and I'm this. And I was so, like, so upset about it. Um and I kind of never got out of that mentality. I brought it kind of through my teens now into my early, very early 20s. Um, so, yeah, so I then tried a good few those programs, things like that, gym programs, um, Slimming World when I was 15, um, everything like that. So I got to 
December last year, December 2020, and I realized like I was really unhappy with myself. I was didn't like what I saw in the mirror. I didn't like my mentality. I had no energy. I was just like at probably one of my lowest points of self-confidence. And I went into the new year and I was like, right, I have to, I have to change. You know, my urge to change now is kind of bigger than my my will it my kind of longing to stay the same you know I want to be proactive and and get at it and I saw in about March a post on Instagram and you put up a story about looking for for clients and I just kind of everything you'd kind of I suppose highlighted I was like that's exactly what I want like that's what I need I need something consistent and I tried things before that and they just weren't for me. Like they weren't long-term and they weren't going to work long-term for me. Um, So I sent you a message and we had our initial call. And I remember coming off the initial call being like, yeah, right. This is, this feels good. This could be really good. And yeah, that's kind of how I ended up here then. Yeah. I think I remember the initial call. I know I said it to you all fair. It's like, it's like two different people. And the happiness is back in the eyes. Mm. That's generally where the happiness is kind of, for an awful lot of people and i think it's it also has to be said that it hasn't been a straight line no not at all no No. um but you've you've got uncomfortable with things um but i think we'll kind of start off with the big thing for yourself was a mentality of perfection Hmm. what did what was your interpretation of what perfection is or was and what did you find that we use that helped you kind of remove that kind of label? Yeah. So my idea of perfection was someone who eats porridge every day for breakfast and they only eat salads and they go for 10 kilometer runs and, you know, they're, you know, you're, I suppose, skinny, like whatever skinny is, but they're skinny. Um, and that's always what I was like striving for. It was someone who never ate chocolate, never had ice cream, never had pizzas. You prepped all your own meals in Tupperware boxes and everything like that. That was kind of my idea in my head. And I would do that for two weeks and then be absolutely like hungry or just sick of it because, you know, it's not for me anyway. It's not sustainable long term. Um, so when I... Um, started working with you I think one of the first things you said to me was grace perfection does not exist and I think that has been your motto to me for the last five months nearly every week perfection does not exist the word perfect comes up Shane is like yeah but perfection does not exist and really like driving that home for me it was really like brilliant because I'd find myself then in my own time being like, oh, well, this isn't perfect. And then I'd have your voice in my head going, perfection does not exist. <laughs> um, I'm like an annoying little parrot. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> Over that bit anyway. Yeah. Um, and then it was moving away from like, we moved away from kind of perfection towards consistency. And I never really grasped what like consistency was before. Like to me, it's like, I, I had consistency and perfection like intertwined. It's like, oh, well, if you're consistent, you're perfect all the time. Like, that's what it is. And I remember listening to your podcast and I sent you a text afterwards with Jennifer O'Carroll, Jen's Journey on Instagram. Jen's Journey, yeah. Jen's Journey, yeah. And she said 
about consistency she was like well if you've won like shite day in a month where like everything goes to hell in a handbasket you've 10 chocolate bars you've two Chinese it's like it doesn't matter because that's one out of 30 days and one out of 31 days and I remember I texted you and I was like my mind is blown like this <laughs> it seems so silly and so small but like I was like that's that's what consistency is I was like it was like a big kind of breakthrough I was like oh my god it doesn't mean you have to be eating leaves or like chicken and broccoli for 30 days straight um and it was just that whole kind of then okay which be consistent do your best every week and moving away from like that perfectionist attitude of being like well grace perfection does not exist every two minutes and hammering that home mate I was then able to move towards the more like consistent mindset as opposed to like you know having a chocolate bear in a day and being like oh god I shouldn't have had that or that's bad or whatever bad means um so yeah, that definitely, definitely just hammering that point home was the absolute like game changer for me. What does consistency look for, look like for you now? Um, to me, consistency now is just like enjoying my life. Like it's funny, like I have the same breakfast. I still have the same breakfast every morning, but it's not oats and it's not porridge. You know, it's my, not, it's foods I like. Um, it's doing something for myself every day. And I think that was the, or like doing something for myself so I can become the person I want to be. That's kind of like the, the other. I remember saying that to you. Motto (laughs) at the very beginning as well. Um, And just kind of like, you know, that's what consistency is. If I can do something every day to get towards the person I want to be. And not even every day, because sometimes, every day doesn't happen um but like do something most of the time it's like well then yeah I'm being consistent you know and that includes having a chocolate bear or includes having the ice cream um or you know going for a walk or you know journaling or whatever it is that like helps my mindset and helps me in that moment then that's you know what it means for me now um which is a big difference to what it meant in the beginning (laughs) How liberating has it been for you to say, right, I can have the chocolate, I can have the ice cream, I can have the crisps, I can have the pizza, I can have the meal out with my friends and family. How freeing has that been for you? It's actually been an absolute game changer. I did not realise the amount of anxiety and pressure I was putting on myself beforehand and how negative the voices in my head were um towards like when I after I'd eat you know chocolate or anything how how just so degrading it was um so being able to like move away from that you know I used to panic going into a shop you know because I'd be like oh I know I'm going to buy chocolate and I'd absolutely freak out even before I ate it um and it was just about building that trust and building you know allowing myself you know it's it's like you nearly have to treat yourself like a child when you allow yourself and you're like yeah you can do that you know you have to really in your own head I was kind of like yeah well no you can have that you know you're, you are allowed um and all of a sudden that extra layer of anxiety with it and the the negative voices and the panicky feeling it was all gone you know over time you know it took a little while but then one day I remember literally eating a chocolate bar and I was like oh my god I don't feel bad and I was like I was not expecting it like to feel awful um 
and it's just it's so it's amazing like I have ice cream I say like every day <laughs> and it's life is great <laughs> life is great I love ice cream so day. good <laughs> If I can be sponsored by ice cream, and if there's any ice cream companies <laughs> listening to this, if you want to sponsor me, I'm opening to it. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, that um, and it's just nice because it becomes more enjoyable. You know, you're eating it anyway, so it might as well be in a nice experience. And I can go into a shop now and trust myself and not have you know really a heart attack on the way in. I nearly eat in a panic then afterwards. I remember having that conversation with you on the initial call of like going into the shop even with your boyfriend and stuff like that and that overwhelm and that angst that you felt and I felt when you said it I kind of felt like giving you a hug and stuff because that's not what life is about but I love the way you've broken it back down there saying well bringing it back to your inner child of giving yourself permission to do that talking to yourself that way um how important was the food and mood journal that we used? Because we didn't count calories, which we'll talk about later on, mm. because something came up yesterday. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. Uh, how important was the food and mood journal for you? Because it wasn't plain sailing with it, because that's the whole point of it is it's going to get uncomfortable. Mm. How important was it for you? It was like, it, it was incredible because... I when I first was with you I did count calories and I was getting so in this like restrictive and stressed mindset again like that panicky feeling was coming back about having the ice cream in the evening because I'd be like oh well I'm 20 calories over where I'm supposed to be today or or whatever and I remember saying it to you and you were like would you do a food and mood journal and I was like yeah yeah no bother like that's it's nothing um and you sent it on to me and I was like, right, I just like make a pact with myself. I was like, you're not putting in, you know, you're not just going to write it and not think about it. You know, don't just say happy, don't say content, genuinely like think about what you're feeling, think about how you're feeling, you know, tap into those emotions. And when I did that to say it was uncomfortable, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, really uncomfortable. But literally, I think two weeks after using it, I was like, okay, I understand myself so much better now. <clears throat> Yeah. I understand like my moods around food. I understand, you know, a little thing like I learned I need to have something before kind of 11, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Otherwise I tend to feel hungry for the whole day. Um, or, you know, the certain foods I gravitate towards when I'm, you know, more emotional or stressed or whatever it was. And it was just incredible because I didn't think by just documenting it that I, nearly get anything out of it I thought I was very self-aware about it all um but it just brought me to another level of like discomfort but then another level of breakthroughs and it led to more progress and more kind of of more liber like more of a liberating feeling than I even had before that what was the biggest breakthrough it was oh biggest breakthrough like overall or with the food and my journal anything really I've made a food journal if you want um, I genuinely think we we figured out you pointed out my negative kind of emotions around chocolate and how I would that's what I'd gravitate towards when I was upset and then I would basically like degrade myself and give out to myself afterwards and I it was just a vicious cycle that wasn't helping anybody um 
so you brought chocolate into my breakfast, which trying to explain to some people is like, they're like, chocolate for breakfast? How can you eat that? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it is amazing. Um, and now I have 100% trust in myself around chocolate. And that ideology has worked because mm. that's the main focus of it because most people will go for like, say, crisps or ice cream or chocolate and that's their go-to food. And I know someone who is listening to this right now is be like not in their head saying this is me and the problem with restriction is it's it's you're almost not trusting yourself around the food so that what we had to do and what we tried to do working together was building that trust back with grace and chocolate so there's logic behind it in that when you're a little bit more uncomfortable or you're a little bit more emotional those are the foods that are present but they normally happen in the evenings yeah when people are a little bit more um when they're either watching Love Island, they're a little bit more chill or they're a little bit more bored or emotional, whatever it may be, or tired. So we brought it into the beginning of the day because it allowed you to say, hang on, this is normalizing this food. And now you're having chocolate in the morning and it's awesome. Yeah, it really is. And I value my life too much. I never take a food off a client because it just it just doesn't work. But if you're taking a food out that you enjoy, like crisps or chocolate, out of your and you're on a diet or whatever it may be, you need to include it if you want long term success. Yeah. And any coach that takes it out, or if they're unless you're a bodybuilding coach, that's completely different. But if you're from an emotionally in the background and you're taking out the food, it's not going to work. It's like building a house on a foundation of matchsticks and not expecting it to crumble hmm. you talk about li- not listening to the voice yeah we used a few things on this <laughs> and i know when i said it to you you're like this makes so much sense <laughs> it was funny watching the epiphanies as they kind of came in it was like shane this sounds really really weird but like why is naming my voice gonna help me and i'm like try it and then I got a message from you like a couple of days later. It's like, Shane, why have I never been like <laughs> yeah. taught this by anyone? Yeah. How freeing was that for you? Because talk, talk, talk us through the process and then how freeing it was. So I um, had this kind of, I suppose, negative voice in my head that was saying, you know, nearly like the self-sabotaging voice kind of being like, oh, you want that, those five chocolate bars or you want, you know, this or, or even oh, you're not good enough for, you know, different kind of very unhelpful things that you would never say to anybody else. But for some reason, your mind says to yourself. And you would always tell me, oh, thoughts aren't facts. You know, you can't grab onto that. Thoughts aren't facts. God, I'm annoying. (laughs) (laughs) You've lots of like little, you know, mottos and (laughs) things like that. Um, And I found it really hard not to, grab on to those thoughts and like make then I'd feel emotional and then I'd go towards like chocolate or whatever and then I'd feel really bad after it so it was like a big kind of vicious cycle um so you said to me Grace why don't you name your voice and when you get a thought thank it and leave it go and when I, I I'm not gonna lie when I read that message I was like okay he's insane um right absolutely insane um and I said okay because normally I just say oh do you feck off like go away whatever and then you're like no 
because it grabs onto negative emotions. I was like, that's what it feeds on. And I was like, okay, I'll give this a go. So I named my voice Sam. Sorry for any Sam's out there. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, you're lovely people. Um, And any time like a negative thought would come into my head, and I think it's about a week of like really having to be on on top of it, of like, I just like, no, thank you. Goodbye now. Thank you. Goodbye now. And just saying things like that. And now it's like an automatic, I can do it literally, a thought comes into my head and it's like, it's like, I just kind of brush it away nearly, just gone. Um, and it's incredible because I went through a phase of probably a couple of weeks um, or three weeks where I wasn't feeling too great. Um, you had a lot on though. Yeah, but that being able to do that was just, it just doesn't add to your, you know, issues like this isn't a fact it is it doesn't reflect me so why am I grabbing onto it when I have other things going on in my life that I need to give attention to like and it was just it's it's been incredible because you know people will probably think I'm crazy if I'm in the supermarket I'm going thank you bye (laughs) thank you bye um but I'd rather look crazy on the outside than feel shite on the inside so um yeah yeah, I think that whole thing is called ACT, which is a type of like therapy. And the whole reason behind it is if you ever like you were as a kid and you're getting like say picked on at school or and your parents have probably said like, all right, just ignore them or kill them with kindness. It's probably been a sentence that's been said at some point. And that's the whole thing. Like that inner voice is like a bully. So they fire on fuel off like negative vibes. So we need to say, right, no, thank you. That's good. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. It's killing him with kindness. It takes the power away from it and gives you the power back. It sounds a little bit wishy-washy, <laughs> but Grace has shown that it can work. And I know Jane works with our clients on something similar. Dallas works on loads of different stuff as a training psychologist uh, as well. And the tools that are there are there for a reason. And if anyone's looking for something to kind of read about ACT. There's an amazing book called The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris. And he talks about an awful lot of like the the whole thing of like, we don't happiness doesn't exist without the bad times because Mm -hmm. we can't appreciate the good times and having bad times because otherwise it will just be a, just a dullness. It won't be any highs or lows. Um, You, also talk about the what about the pausing like you talk about the journal because another big thing that the journal is as you said there's no point in just writing oh i feel grand i feel content they're not feelings they're like just words yeah so it was important for us to look at that and also the the big thing with the with um the moon food journal is writing the food beforehand mm. pausing seeing how you feel, then having the food, then having and writing down how you feel afterwards. If you do it after the food, then it's a pointless exercise. I think some people can get lost to that side of things. How important was that pausing tool for you? Pausing, like even with the food and mood journal, with everything has been really, really beneficial. It's probably the biggest lesson I've learned Um, in the past few months so for me it was just a case of before I grab 
I'm I'm a bit of a picker, bit of a snacker when I'm bored or anything like that. So I'd go to the cupboard and I'd grab something and I'd eat it and I wouldn't even realize I've eaten it or wouldn't have like tasted it nearly like I couldn't tell you what it tasted like um so you brought in pausing there first so it was like pause have a glass of water see how you feel do you genuinely want it and actually asking yourself so it was breaking that whole chain of oh I'll just run to the cupboard or grab something um for the for a while I had pause like as my screensaver I had it on um you were good like that me. with the little, the little notes that you had. Yeah. And people would be like, um, Grace, do you have something playing on your phone? Like, is this oh. something wrong? And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not what that's where. Um, but it was really helpful because I, I'm a bit addicted to my phone, I think, like a lot of people. So I was always looking at it. So it was a really good reminder. And now it's just a case of I just use it before, you know, grabbing something or when I feel hungry or when I'm like, oh, geez, I'd love this chocolate bar. It's like, pause. Okay. How's it going to make me feel? Do, you know, am I hungry or is this just boredom? You know, where is it coming from? Okay, let's wait 15 minutes. Or I even use it in the supermarkets. So the other day I was there and I was going to grab, grab a big box of Pringles um, just to eat at home for no reason. And I literally was there and I was like, no, okay. How's this going to make me feel? Okay, I'm going to feel absolutely awful afterwards, physically and probably mentally as well. Um, and I'm still going to be hungry. So I was like, right, let's go get the smaller box and we can actually enjoy them. And it was just so, so beneficial. Like, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like for someone who was always a picker and always like an emotional eater, it was really, it really just allows yourself a moment to just be like, okay, I want this. Do I actually want it? Okay, probably not. How's it going to make me feel? Why am I eating it? And it all happens. It's literally a few seconds. That's all you need to give yourself is like a few seconds and then, okay, glass of water. Right, sit down. What's going on here? You know, and then it was brought into the food and mood journal and that was even more beneficial because it was like, okay, how am I genuinely feeling before I eat this? How am I feeling afterwards? Okay, is there certain food in here? For a while, we thought it was carbs or like breads and things. Like, no, <clears throat> it's, you know, that's how then we kind of got to the root of chocolate. So I would just say like to anyone who's like, oh, I'm a snacker, I'm a picker, I'm this, that and the other. Just give yourself like 10 seconds before you go to the cupboard or you're, even if you're at the cupboard, if your hand is in the cupboard, pause and just talk to yourself. I think it's also important to say that it's not going to happen every time. No, no, absolutely not. It's probably reduced what I've done about 50% now um, overall. But like, it's, it's yeah, it's not going to happen every time. But it's just like that 50% is 50% less than I would have been doing it four or five months ago. So, you know. Which is overall reducing probably the consumption and potentially the, the mental angst yeah. by about 50%. And 50% less mental angst. Like there's a lot of space there for like positive stuff going on there and in this in the psyche there. I remember saying this sentence. I'm not sure if you heard it on one of the podcasts um through one of the guests about if hunger ain't the problem, food isn't the answer. <laughs> I remember you latched onto that hard. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Um, so that was probably before the pausing came in it was again at the like kind of close enough to the beginning and I can't remember how I heard it either I think you said it on a podcast 
guest said it on the podcast. Um, I'm trying to remember anti diet dietitian uh, on Instagram uh, said it uh, on the podcast. And I think I got a few messages from clients around that time. Um, and I was definitely one of them. <laughs> yeah. um, I was generally like, again, it's like the consistency thing. Like some people might listen to this and say, okay, you know, it's so basic or whatever. But for someone who like turns to food generic like whenever there's a problem or whenever I was feeling emotional it was like that made it like so clear it's like okay you know if you break your leg you're not going to eat a chocolate bar and expect the leg to fix itself like that's not going to help like you need to go to the hospital and you need to do what the doctors say um and that really brought that whole idea in for me so it was like okay if I'm emotional I'm upset I'm this that and the other is a Chinese takeaway or is a box of Pringles or is, you know, know, 10 bars of chocolate going to help me? Probably not. Like I should probably talk to someone and I should probably figure out what's going on because, um, because like it will just happen again in a week's time otherwise. Um, and it was just like, again, another kind of like breakthrough, another like mind blowing moment, um, for me. And I just think it's such a small sentence, but like, it's genuinely puts food down to like its most basic form. Like if you're hungry, you eat food is the solution then. But if you have any other problems in your life, food is not going to help. It's not going to, um, it's not going to help and it's not going to do anything. You're not going to get any positive results from it. It goes back to embracing the inner child again, mm-hmm. which you kind of spoke about at the very, very beginning of like, when you were hungry as a kid, you said something to your parents or you went and ate or you went for some fruit or you went for something. Um, yeah. The You mentioned a big line there a little while ago of like becoming the person you want to become. Mm. How important has that been for you from a psychological point of view and how big an impact has that had on the, those around you? I just think like I was one of those people that always want wanted to be like different always wanted to be not even wanted to be different but I knew there was somebody that the real me was kind of hidden underneath all of this like lack of self-confidence this you know um negative thoughts you know these negative feelings towards myself and I just got so sick of it. I just was really like, it was like real grace underneath it all was trying to break through. And she was like, come on, it's my time. Like, please. Um, And I think there's going to be so many people out there who feel the same, you know, when you feel uncomfortable with yourself or whatever, and you want to change. And it's like, well, latch onto that. Like you can be the person that you want to be. Like there's no, the only person standing in your way is yourself. Um, and mentally it has had such a positive impact on my life like I feel like a million dollars walking around the place I feel you know incredible you know most of the time I'm not going to say all of the time because you know I'm human yeah um but like I genuinely feel you know I put on an outfit now and it's like I have nothing bad to say about myself and that has never happened before ever you know um shopping has become a more positive experience um putting makeup on and getting dressed up you know isn't as you know 
it's not a chore like it's something I actually get excited about now on the off chance I can go anywhere <laughs> um things like that like it's just been insane and everyone around me like my family my friends my boyfriend have all noticed that it's like they've, they've genuinely said to me look this is the best you've been in years and I feel it I feel like this is the best I've felt in myself ever before and it's like I love the the line another line you have Shane of, um, which one is it <laughs> um not being the best version of yourself is selfish oh yeah I remember that one that's a zinger yeah and I I was uh, genuinely I said that to my friend a few days ago and she was like okay yeah but like why and like we got into a whole conversation about it and I was like because you're not if you're not being the best version of yourself for the people around you and you're hiding that that from them then it is selfish like what you know you can't be there for others you can't be there for yourself you can't you know you know you're you're hiding the the diamond that is you you know away from them and that's not fair on anybody you know um and I've really latched onto that so now it's like you want to be there for everyone and anyone but it's like right first before I can do that I have to be here for myself and I have to do what I need to do for myself and then I can give my best version of myself to others and I can support them as best as I know how yep yeah <laughs> my and job. it's just it, it's so like I don't know it's so it's such a 180 from where I was before like uh, I feel kind of it kind of feels really surreal even saying this and genuinely believing it not just saying it and knowing it to be true um because I probably nine months ago would have said oh well I'm always there for my friends and I'm always there for this but I was never there for me you know and you can't leave yourself behind because then you know and I would see now that I'm probably you know I am even there for my family and my friends even more and even in a better way than I was before and you mentioned about the clothes and you sent me a text last week yeah. early this week early this week yeah um about clothes so yeah. I'm gonna let you take over from this and tell the story so I have never been able to shop in Zara as for as long as I can remember never um I remember going in there with when I was geez, 14, 15 with my mom and my sister and the clothes and they were too old for me at that stage. So my mom said, no, you can't get anything because, you know, I, I was 14 dressing like I was 25. Um, and so I went and I went, when I went back then when I was 18, none of the clothes fit me. I There was no size that I would get into and it was such... I'll never forget it, like going with my friends and kind of pretending to look at something and like, oh, this is nice or whatever, but I knew I couldn't buy it. Um, Then I went with my sister on Monday and there was stuff there and I was like, oh my God, this will actually fit me. I like, I can fit into these jeans. I can wear this top, you know, and I don't think I actually even bought anything, but I was just so happy to be there. And like, I was nearly like, is such a positive experience from where it was three years ago and that has happened so many times in the last few months like being able to go somewhere and like genuinely pick out clothes I would want rather than clothes that just fit um it's just been incredible you know because it's always been such a negative experience and such a chore and like ordering stuff online became in 
became like my go-to because it's like oh I can try it on in my room and nobody has to know when I don't have to be with anyone else or going to top shop or vertical with my friends and just doing that whole thing of pretending to look at something and oh no I can't find anything I like and things like that whereas now I'm like okay who wants to go shopping come on let's go um and it's like it just it just makes me so happy like I'm not it's funny because I'm not even like a shopping person like I'm not huge into shopping but now when I go I genuinely enjoy it you know it's not something I dread anymore um which again is just like those positive experience then feed into your positive mentality which just make you want to keep going so it's all just it's it's gone from being a vicious cycle to really really positive and happy one I love that um let's talk about yesterday <laughs> I was gonna bring this up and then we're talking off air I was like oh we have to talk about it and I think this is this is being recorded on like the 13th of the 8th and if you go back to my wall, you will see a IGTV of about eight and a half minutes. And Grace is like, that was about me, wasn't it? Was yeah, like, that was me, yeah. Yeah, that was about <laughs> you. Um, in relation to my fitness pal. Mm. So you went, you tried to install my fitness pal onto your phone yesterday. When I did install my fitness pal, <laughs> I was yesterday. trying to be polite. No, I did install my fitness pal onto my phone yesterday. For the first time in about six or seven weeks, I got this notion of I'm eating too much, I'm eating too little, I don't know what I'm eating because my focus at the moment is three meals and three snacks and like no tracking, like no tracking calories or anything. And I, I was just in work and I was like, yeah, no, I'm definitely eating too much. I'm definitely eating too much. And I just started panicking. So I was like, right, I'll download my fitness pal and then I'll tell Shane about it, knowing he probably wouldn't have anything good to say. So I'll do what I want to do first and then I can tell him about it. Um, so I downloaded it and I sent you a text. And I put in what I'd eaten and like, it doesn't matter anyway. Um, but I, as soon as I downloaded it, I put everything in and I got the exact same panicky feelings the restrictive mindset came back in you know everything was just like I started being so nearly OCD about it um and I deleted it I deleted it even before you text me to, to tell me to delete it um because I just felt so it's like this feeling of being trapped like you've like an elephant on your chest and it's like it all came back to me and I'd kind of forgotten that was why I would deleted it in the first place um so yeah and then Shane was like deleted 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 I was like okay and then I was saying to you off air I was like well I don't even know why I downloaded it because I feel great with what I'm eating I feel good in my skin I feel I have energy you know there's nothing you know bad going on and you said yeah well you shouldn't use an app to tell you what to eat like um and I was like true true um so yeah that eight and a half minute rant was because of me <laughs> You can thank Grace for that video. Uh, yeah, no, I think like my fitness pal has its absolute benefits, but it has to be in the right hands. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like someone, yeah, it just has to be in the right hands. It's like if someone's coming from an emotional background with eating and stuff, it's not the right tool for that person. Like bodybuilders use it, but they're going a very restrictive mm-hmm. mentality. It's not 100% accurate. And people think it is 100% accurate. The database is being entered in by John and Mary down the road who have probably haven't got a, an amazing uh, understanding of nutrition anyway. Um, 
and it's it's not 100 accurate which is the hardest part a lot of people think it is 100 accurate the most experienced calorie counter is still probably about 20 to 30 percent wrong mm. and if you have your garmin if someone is listening to this right now and has their garmin or the fitbit attached to my fitness pal uninstall the two or unlink the two because you will eat back your calories which will put you into a maintenance or a surplus and that is going to drive you scat if you are on my fitness pal and you enter in two pounds of weight loss a week slap the phone out of your hand and stop because two pounds of weight loss is like putting a building a house on the foundations of match six if you haven't got the emotional regulation or the eating habits or the patterns correct two pounds of weight loss is too aggressive for someone I apologize for bringing on a second round. <laughs> Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> um, I know yeah. it's like, it's so true because people will know themselves as well. If you download it and you get that kind of sinking feeling in your stomach, like it's your mind's way of telling you, okay, this probably isn't going, this probably isn't for me. So just like uninstall it. And like, you know, I love the line, like an app can't, shouldn't tell you what to eat. Like, if you feel good with what you're eating, then you're probably doing a good enough job. <laughs> yeah, I think it is going back. It's trying to bring back the human side of eating the way you did as a child. At some point in your life, someone has lost the way, some has lost their way, should I say, with how they've eaten because an app has, sometimes, has somehow told them that they should feel another way. And if someone is using my fitness pal listening to this episode and that sounds like you, please uninstall the app. Please go and talk to someone. Please go and work with someone that actually gives a shit, which is the hardest part to find. I genuinely, there's so many games out there. Um, you talk about building confidence and you talk up a team sport, which you hadn't done in a very, very long time. And when you sent me the text, I'm going to tag rugby. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> Can I play? <laughs> How important is that for you to build up your confidence along the whole? Like that, this, this has kind of been the ice on the cake for me and that you've had the confidence to go one, go into the gym, uh, but also to build the confidence for you to be building your fitness in a method that may not have been comfortable for you at the very beginning. Yeah. So like I, I used to play basketball quite a lot when I was younger um, and I gave up when I was about 15 um, and I played rugby then for a year when I was 16 and I had to give that up because um, of a shoulder injury so um, that was kind of the last time I played a team sport and I remember playing basketball when I was 12 or 13 and I was probably the unfittest person on the court like I couldn't run for as long as anybody else could I, like and I'm, I'm still not a fantastic sprinter but I really couldn't sprint then at this was yeah this was when I was about 13 and I got so self-conscious about it. You know, I got so, I was sweating more than everyone else. I was breathing heavier than everyone else. And, you know, I seemed to, it seemed to take a lot more out of me than it did out of everybody else. And it really, that's probably the main reason I gave up um, on a team sport. And then in about June this year, I kind of got this, I was feeling really good about myself, feeling really good about my training and I got this notion that I wanted to join one again. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to play basketball again. And my sisters had done tag rugby before. So I was like, oh, I'll see if there's a court league. And there's actually a massive one just about 20, 25 minutes away from my house. Um, so I decided to join that because 
I was like, right, I may not be the fittest one on the pitch, but that doesn't matter. And it genuinely doesn't now that I'm playing, you know, I'm well able to keep up with everyone. Um, I might not like I might be puffing more than everybody else's, but that doesn't matter. Like it's just to everybody's ability. And yeah, it was a massive conf- it was a, a massive kind of confidence booster. I was really nervous, I was really nervous before I went. Um and I but I kind of I'm really glad I did because it's helped build my confidence even more. And I've always loved team sports. You know, I gave up basketball and I re but I really liked the team dynamic. I really liked um the training and I liked the matches and things like that but it was just from a complete lack of self-confidence and lack of self-belief and just thinking that I was the unfittest person on the court um so then when I kind of brought up tag rugby those emotions came back definitely like straight away um but then I kind of I'm definitely more like older and I'm more mature and I've definitely worked on myself a lot more to actually be able to say well no we're not going to do that and now it's just it's just fun like I just do it for fun you know it's training and it's helping me get fitter and it's doing this that and the other but it's just good crack and that's the main reason I took it up because I was like after the last 18 months we've had I was like I need some social interaction with people who aren't my family I love my family but like you know I need to see other people unfortunately um and yeah it's just been genuinely like the icing on top of the cake I think and I don't think I realized how much I needed it until I took it up so for anyone who's like thinking of taking it up and you think oh god you know I'm too unfit or this that and the other if you go somewhere and that's how they make you feel like genuinely how they make you feel and it's not something just like you telling yourself as like find somewhere else because you know people genuinely don't give a shit like they don't they don't care that much about you unfortunately no most people are Probably thinking about ice cream like me most of the time. <laughs> or caught up on their own stuff. I uh, like, yeah, most people like someone could be, you know, struggling a bit more than you think and like they're caught up in their own mind or they're, you know, thinking things about themselves. Like no one cares about you that much. Sorry to, you know, tell you. Yeah. Our problems are not our own. And I said this to a client yesterday, I like, our problems on our own. And somewhere along the line in history, someone else has felt the same way about 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 that you felt about yourself and they've got through it. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Like these feelings that we've all had are only coming to the the forefront now because more people are talking about their mental health. Our parents have probably had the same battles, but they just haven't had the forum, haven't had the confidence or whatever it may be because it was encouraged to suppress it rather than kind of actually talk about it. Mm. So knowing that your problems aren't your own and everyone has these insecurities, everyone has these feelings of like self-worth and stuff but it doesn't have to be your story. It doesn't have to be your narrative. Um, Last question, Grace. If you were to look back at, I'm not saying you're old, but you're definitely not old. Um, 21 is old now, yay. Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) Wait till you hit your 30s. Um, If you were to look back, what advice would you give to your younger self and what advice would you give to someone else? To my younger self, I would say, like, I just, I'd want, I want to scream at photos of my younger self because I remember, remember some of the photos that were taken and I felt so self-conscious and so, like, 
fat was the word I always used. I felt fat. And fat isn't a feeling, but somehow I felt it. Um, Sounds like another word I'd say. Or yeah, that is exa- yeah, I also got that from you. <laughs> um, so I literally wanted to scream at it like, you're not fat. Would you like, I was really tall. So I took up more room. Like I'm five foot 11 now. Like I took up. Same height as me. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So as a child, when everyone else was small, I went to an all girls school with a lot of small girls. I took up more room because I was tall, but I always felt like bulky and like I was like that. And I just want to scream at her like, you're not, you are perfect. You are fine. Like just keep being yourself because you're pretty dang amazing. Like just keep you know, don't leave what other people are saying. Like people will call you fat and people will tell you this, that and the other. But like, don't believe them because you're not. Like, you genuinely aren't. Um, And just, you know, believe in yourself as much as like you believe what they're telling you. Put that belief into yourself, please. Yeah. Um, And to other people, anyone who's thinking about like a weight loss journey or joining up with somebody or anything like that I would genuinely just say just go for it like it would probably be different than what you're expecting but you're not going to know till you try don't be afraid of failing because if you failed in the past it just meant that that wasn't working for you so don't like when I say go for it don't go back to something that didn't work before because it's not going to work again try something new um and just like ask yourself am I so like am I willing to stay the same or has my kind of motivation to change like gotten bigger than my willingness to stay the same like is it overwhelming my willingness to stay the same and if you get that like I did like I genuinely it was nearly like butterflies in my stomach thinking about it I remember in December then go for it because it is the right time you know um and nobody can show up for you other than yourself yeah i think that's and that's the big thing like i think we all look for guarantees Mm -hmm. in whatever we do and there's always going to be an element that of doubt or fear in whatever we do Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing of like if you're a parent you have to learn on the job like there's no there's many loads and loads of different books but the books don't deal with the day-to-day stuff mm-hmm. where like every kid is different, every action is different and every person is different. And I think it's finding the approach, like as you said, I think that's an amazing thing. Like if you're going back to certain clubs and they work for you, amazing. But if you are going, if you're having to go back all the time, they're not working for you. Mm-hmm. If you're going back to the same thing over and over again, it's the definition of insanity because you're expecting the same result or different results to happen change the approach and that will change the behaviors to change the outcome to change you don't let fear hold people back like i think we all have fear and i don't think people realize it like writing this book is so out of my comfort zone and dallas went through the first chapter i wrote yesterday and like just went through it <laughs> i was like dallas really that is but no he, like, he did the corrections on it and stuff and I was like it just needs to be moved around and stuff. but like it's I'm just word vomiting onto a page of the net that's all I'm doing um, the basics are there 
but it's also the starting point. So, Grace, I cannot thank you enough because there's there's so much in that I think a lot of people are going to resonate with. Um, you've been incredibly brave to come on because I know when I asked, it was kind of like I just need a moment <laughs> to um to pause. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Breathe. Yeah. Um, and it's not an easy thing to do and I, I wish more people would do it um, but you have a story to tell you've shown that moving away from perfection pausing hunger at the problem becoming the person you want to become knowing that you can have the food each day is possible mm-hmm. and it's just showing that other people that it is possible so I can't thank you enough where can people find out about yourself or your if they if you want to give yourself a shout out there on the gram of come one of these influencer hunts? Oh God, I, my Instagram is on private, but oh, is it? <laughs> but if people um like want to you know ask me any questions or whatever, it's Grace Eve zero zero and just request to message me and I can um Go. get back to you. But yeah, no, it is if it comes up as private, that's why. <laughs> I even know so I don't even know what that world is like. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I will. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes so you can kind of pop Grace a message and stuff. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Grace. Thank you for having me. I cannot thank Grace for being so open and honest on that episode. And it just shows that if the desire and the will to change and kind of removing the element of fear, and it is possible. And it's been amazing to watch grace's thing it's we've also adapted different things we've changed different things along the way that things can be altered any coach should be altering things if something isn't working that the, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and that's what we've definitely learned from with grace so if you are interested in working with myself jane or dallas and um, there's three coaches that work for swf if you're interested in working with any of us uh, please do head over to the instagram uh, at shane walsh fitness pop us a dm or head over to the website www.shanewalshfitness.com and send in an application form and we can have a consultation and the consultation is free but it's important to kind of say to yourself like if you're looking to change something and things aren't working for you for whatever reason it's important to see right what is the guideline and trying to everyone has the right to look and feel how they want to feel grace is so open and honest and hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode and if you're interested in working with us pop us a message